there's a big difference between an evolved man and one that's not. The other day I was driving down the road and I looked over as I pulled up to a stoplight and I saw a man in a baggy t-shirt, graphic tee. I don't even know what was on the front. Pajama pants, which also had multiple graphics on them. Hair was unkempt, wearing, I don't even know, flip-flops, sandals, something. Nothing flowed. Nothing went well together. Long, greasy hair, overweight, riding a scooter. Now, I don't know about you, but I would not, from afar, look at that person and say, that's an evolved man. Well, Steve, you shouldn't judge. Yeah, let's be honest. We all do. We all look and we see another person. And whether you want to tell yourself that you are a wonderfully altruistic person who doesn't judge or not, it's based in the deeper part of our subconscious that we do. We make decisions. We make snap judgments based on what we see. The energy, the posture, the body language people have give us an idea of who they are. You see, the body you have today is a direct representation of the beliefs you had yesterday. The physique, the posture, the way you carry yourself today is a direct reflection of your beliefs and your belief system over the past six, nine, 12 months. So what does an evolved man do? Well, I got a list of 10 things that evolved men do that unevolved men don't do. That's today on this episode of the Evolve Podcast. Welcome to the Evolve Podcast. Evolve your body, evolve your mind, evolve your soul, and evolve your tribe. And now it's time to disrupt. Welcome back to the Evolve Podcast, where evolved men and women come to disrupt, connect, and get inspired. I am your host, Steve Cutler, and today I'm excited to talk to you about the 10 things that evolved men do. Before we start, I want to thank our sponsor, Med One Capital, for sponsoring the Evolve Podcast. We appreciate all the support. The Med One Group exists for the sole purpose of making needed medical equipment available to the healthcare industry. You can find out more at medonegroup.com. Also, I want to thank you for listening to the Evolve Podcast. You see, the Evolve Podcast is part of our passion to provide no-cost-to-consumer content that will help you disrupt and evolve into your highest self. The Evolve Podcasting community continues to grow, and I want to make sure more people can find us to disrupt and evolve. So can you do me a favor? If you haven't yet, jump on Apple or Spotify and give us a rating and review. Your ratings and reviews help us grow the show and achieve our mission of helping billions of people evolve into the highest versions of themselves. And guys, I'm really excited because for the month of September, we have a special offer from a local business. I'm located in Sandy, Utah. That's where the Evolve Studio is. And for our local listeners, we have this special deal through the month of September, where we've partnered with our friends at Nautical Bulls in Sandy, Utah. And they're doing a promotion for our Evolve listeners. If you go to the location on about 21st South, or excuse me, 21st East and 94th South, in the Smith's parking lot complex, you're going to see Nautical Bulls. You can use the code EVOLVEBOGO for a buy one, get one on their amazing acai bowls. Gluten-free, 
soy-free, dairy-free. These have become some of my favorite things to eat. I take my oldest daughter there. I take my youngest daughter. I tried to take my son. He's not a big acai bowl fan, and that's okay. My wife and I love going there together as well. So I want to thank Lene and Noah for giving our listeners this amazing, great gift. Guys, I get nothing from this. I just really like these guys, and I really like what they're putting out there. And I want you to give it a try. So go to the Sandy location if you are local and use the code EVOLVEBOGO through the month of September. Don't wait. Jump in today. And now, on to the show. There are 10 things that evolved men and women do. But today, we're going to talk specifically to the guys. There are 10 things that the men do, that need to do, that want to do, if you want to be an evolved man. Now, what is an evolved man? Well, an evolved man is a person who is not one-dimensional. They are not someone who continues to cycle through the gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, lose weight cycle, do a little bit better here, a little bit worse there, get to the point in life where they look and say, well, now I'm old. And so I've resigned myself to not getting any better. Recently, we had author David Robson on the podcast. And one of the things that I loved from his book was the quote that People who believe that with age comes wisdom tend to live happier and longer lives. So this is for our evolved men who are interested in saying, I'm going to have 10 non-negotiables in my life. Yesterday, I was having a conversation with a friend and someone who's going to be a returning guest on the Evolve podcast. It will be her third time coming on to the podcast, where she said, you know, it drives me crazy when people say they don't even have time to get their steps in. What you do in life is all about your priorities. Well, Evolved men have 10 non-negotiables that are the priority for their life. The first thing that Evolved men do is they actually care about how they look. I know, guys, you're supposed to say, I don't care how I look. You know, masculine men don't care about how they look, and that is ostensibly false. If you ever want ongoing information and education on this, go follow our former guest and future guest, Tanner Guzzi. Tanner talks about this at length. An evolved man pays attention to the visual communication. That's essentially what how you look is. It's visual communication. Did you know that when we talk about the three V's of communication, visual, verbal, and voice, the visual carries anywhere between 70 to 90% of how people respond to you, how they listen to what you're saying. 70 to 90% of your overall communication comes from the visual. If you are not disciplined in how you look, if you don't pay attention to whether or not your clothes fit you well, they express who you are, or you are communicating what's alive inside of you. If you don't take care of your body, your physique, you are communicating mediocrity. Evolved men don't do that. Evolved men take care of how they look. It's not the only thing. It may not even be the most important thing, but a disciplined look, a disciplined way of showing up daily to life continues to communicate that the person that you are meeting with has both discipline 
and a sense of style. How you do anything is how you'll do everything. So number one, evolved men care about how they look and they take care to ensure that their image and how they show up to communicate visually is important, it's valuable, and they don't let it go. Number two, evolved men don't use age as an excuse. I've told this story many, many times before about a friend of mine who in his early 80s was still bombing down mountains on a snowboard, faster, more fit, more aggressive than people in their 20s and 30s. You see, age is the ever-changing thing in life. We continue to move forward. Time moves on. We get older. And the one thing that remains a constant, especially in our day and age, is we use age as the reason we are overweight, out of shape, why we don't have the memory, the mental acuity, the flexibility, whatever it is. Age is not something that an evolved man uses as an excuse. In fact, evolved men and women take the concept of age and they put it in the framework of what Robson talks about in his book, The Expectation Effect, that with age comes wisdom. Think about this for just a second. When is the last time you said, I am this because I'm old or because of my age? Then I want you to take that for just a moment and extrapolate that out and multiply that over the number of years that you probably have left in life. 20, 30, 40 years are left. If you're using age right now, what you have essentially done is you have told yourself that everything has stopped improving about that one area and you cannot improve because of your age. Now, don't get me wrong, guys. I've been in this same boat. When I hit my 40s, I had some major health issues. When I hit my 40s, I was struggling with hip, knee, uh, all kinds of joint pain, elbows ached, my back was hurting. I had so many issues. I'd completely struggled with energy. I had too much body fat. And at a certain point, I said, well, maybe this is what being 40 is. Well, that just didn't strike true to me because I know the science. I know that there's a better way. And I stopped lying to myself. You see, evolved men don't use age as an excuse because they know chronologically it doesn't matter. Now, sure, as we get a little bit older, it becomes more difficult to do certain things. Some of our tissue becomes less pliable unless we stretch more. We do a workout, we might need a little bit longer time to recover than our 20-year-old self did. But the reality is the end result can be much more quality. There is a reason why the average age of people who climb major mountain peaks in this world are significantly older. And it's not just because they have more time and money. It's because as you train throughout life, you become better. Evolved men don't use age as an excuse. If you're inflexible, Going back in time doesn't make you more flexible. Going forward with a mobility plan does. If you are weak, if you have a weak back and it's hurting you, going back in time doesn't fix it. Strengthening your hips, your glutes, your, your abdominals, your obliques, strengthening any part of your body that is remotely linked to where the pain is 
will build a body that removes pain. As you move, your movement receptors increase. As you move, your pain receptors decrease. It has nothing to do with age. It has to do with many, many other factors. And evolved men don't use age as an excuse. Number three, evolved men passionately pursue their purpose. Now, don't get me wrong with what I'm about to say, because I am not saying that you need to turn off all emotion. But what I am saying is, in your life, you were chosen and you were called deep in your soul to do something. Maybe it's your job, maybe it's a charitable act, maybe whatever it is, but each one of us has a calling in life. Mine is to help transform millions of people's lives. Whatever your passionate purpose is, you need to move like a lion towards it. You need to hunt like a bear. You need to progress like a puma, where you continue to go forward and you hunt and you pursue and you chase your purpose with veracity, with fierceness. I can't tell you the number of people that from 2020 on who lost jobs and one day woke up and realized, holy shit, this company that I've put so much time and effort working for and providing for my family just got my job. They realized that the only way for them to survive in this world is to passionately pursue their purpose. Because when you passionately pursue your purpose, you are the one that's in charge of your destiny. That doesn't mean that you won't run into struggles. That doesn't mean that bad things won't happen. That doesn't mean that you might get cut from a job that you've been at for 20 years because the company needs to cut back. But what it does mean is that when you are on the hunt, constantly, passionately pursuing your purpose, you will find the one thing that you are best in the world at. When you find that, and you work towards it, it doesn't matter what external resources are pressing down upon you. You will have purpose. And through that passionate purpose, you will have determination. And through determination, you will achieve and you win. Evolved men don't do anything without fierceness, without this determined passion to move forward. They set their emotions aside and they discipline themselves. And with a combination of stoic mindset and determination and a fierce, competitive, passionate drive, they move forward. So number three, they passionately pursue they, their purpose. They fight like a lion. Number five, they compete and they drive hard. Evolved men are not passive. Evolved men compete. Evolved men drive hard because competition and hard driving drives testosterone higher. As you compete and you drive in life to become better, you will drive your testosterone through the roof. You will improve in every other area. Now, I'm not talking about 
going and competing with your neighbor for who has the best lawn. But you find the areas of life that you're going to compete with. And the most important area to compete with is your formative self. If you are better today than you were yesterday because of your drive and competitive nature to continue to improve, you become an evolved man. You see, there's something to be said for having deep wisdom. There's something to be said for having deep skill. And that deep wisdom and that deep skill only comes from hard driving. So number four, they compete and they drive hard. Number five, evolved men pause and they reflect daily. Every day when I wake up, I roll out of bed, I go to the kitchen. I make an espresso and I sit down. And for the first hour of my day, I am in reflection. I am in listening. I am in studying. Through the listening, reflection, and the pausing, I tap in to the deepest part of who I am. At the end of the day, I pause. I reflect on the day. I think back to it. I ask myself, how do I want to put myself to bed? What is the attitude? What is the mindset? What is the body that I want to put to bed? And by pausing and reflecting, I do what Yvonne Sheenard says is the hardest thing in the world to do, and that's to live an examined life. I don't think any of us really expect that we're going to be perfect. I don't even know what that means. But the most important thing is to live an examined life life, to pause, recognize where mistakes may have happened, recognize where we may have screwed up, recognize where we may have not been our best self. And through that reflection, we learn, we grow. Now, as you know, I'm a big fan of books. I'm a big fan of learning and education. But the best learning, the greatest reflection, the greatest growth comes from the pause, the greatest improvement comes not from a book that someone else has written, but from the journal that I write in on a daily basis. The number five thing that evolved men do is they pause and they reflect daily. Number six, evolved men have a daily practice of some form of meditation or breath work. In order to get deep inside of yourself, an evolved man has to take on some sort of form of meditation and or breath work. Why meditation? Why breath work? Well, because meditation in its various forms allows us to become a conscious observer. You see, the goal of meditation is not to turn the brain off. The goal of meditation is not to get rid of thought. Thought will continue to happen. The goal of meditation is to learn to gently bring ourselves back to the focus of whatever it is that we're doing. The goal of meditation is to train over time a mind that is both resilient and focused. The goal of breath work is to incite the chemicals inside of our body, the internal pharmacy that we already have, and we don't need to go by and to turn that pharmacy into our own 
healing and performance drug. You see, so many people are chasing something. Evolved men and women are not chasing those same things in the same way because they have a daily practice of meditation and breath work. A non-evolved man chases the thing in life and they try to get there via other means. Maybe they take drugs. Maybe they drink alcohol. Maybe they go on some sort of journey. Whereas an evolved man learns to tap through or tap into through meditation and breath work, the drugs that are inside of the body already. Evolved men have a practice of daily meditation or breath work. Number seven, they prioritize strength training. If I could get you to do one thing for the rest of your life and you did nothing else, it would be to strength train. Providing resistance training and providing that in a way where you are continually progressing. Maybe you're improving your strength. Maybe you're improving your endurance. Maybe you're improving within your hypertrophy or your growth range. It doesn't matter. But strength training matters. We used to think the cardiovascular training was the way to go. And there's nothing wrong with it. But the reality is if you don't strength train, what happens is you lose strength over time. The best thing you can do for joint health, build big muscles. Big muscles help to support the joint better than anything else. The best thing that you can do for mobility, strength train. When you've got a weight on your back and you're squatting down, you're going to get a better depth and a better range of motion, open your hips up, strengthen your knees, than if you do anything else. Evolved men prioritize strength training because they know that by building muscle, they increase metabolism, they improve blood sugar regulation, they maximize hormone production, and a multitude of other things. Evolved men prioritize strength training. Number eight, they develop an ongoing emotional bandwidth. Now, understand when I say emotional bandwidth, we're talking about breadth and depth. An evolved man has spent time developing not only the nuanced approach to how they feel and what is alive in them, but also they can feel deeply. Evolved men have taken the time to do the critical work. They have faced the demons and they continue to face the demons as they arise and they do the work that is necessary in order to move forward with a more evolved perspective. I was talking to a client the other day who referenced a young man who had come into his facility. And he said, you could see by the body language that this was a deeply, deeply insecure person. Well, that's fine if you're in your teens. But if you're 40 or 50 years old and you haven't done the work, it's time to get started. You need to learn a vocabulary. That vocabulary is how many words can you use to describe the emotions that you have? Now, emotions aren't everything. 
You also need to learn how to use words to describe the feelings, the sensations that you have. You see, a feeling and a sensation is not the same as emotion, and you need to be able to have the emotional bandwidth and the nuance to describe to yourself and eventually to others what's going on inside of you, what is alive inside of you. But then over time, at a very deep level, an evolved man needs to be able to pause and go deep. Laugh the highest highs, cry the lowest lows. An evolved man develops ongoing emotional bandwidth. Number nine, an evolved man creates a habit of taking extreme accountability and ownership. Now, I'm sure you've heard of it. The book by Jocko Willink of Extreme Ownership is one of my all-time favorites. I don't think there's a better book out there to teach the concept of taking full accountability, full responsibility for your life. Another great book is QBQ by John G. Miller. Extreme Ownership and QBQ are two amazing books that when you learn the language of accountability and ownership, your life changes significantly. Evolved men don't make excuses, they don't blame others, and they only take ownership. Have you ever been around a non-evolved man? Maybe a person who every time something didn't go right, they blamed someone else. That person was toxic. This person was too hard to work for. That person was fill in the blank. That is not an evolved man. You see, an evolved man has a habit of taking extreme ownership, has a habit of taking extreme accountability. Remember what we said at the very beginning, how you do anything is how you'll do everything. Finally, evolved men lay it out on the line. They run towards the fire. Several years ago, I had a question. It was a deep question that was in my soul. It was lingering. I was running a health club and I always wondered that when the call came, when we called for what we referenced in the company as a code 100, which meant that there was a medical emergency. And typically that meant that someone was either having a heart attack, a stroke, or some other major medical emergency. I asked myself, how would I feel? Would I run immediately towards the situation or would I run in the opposite direction? Well. I got my opportunity fairly quickly after I took on a new role. The code 100 was called and I ran. I didn't think. And when I got to the scene in the situation, I jumped in. And with my partner right by my side, we did CPR on a gentleman who unfortunately passed away. And that was one of the most traumatic and difficult things that I'd ever been through. The sights, the sounds, the feeling, the sensation, when you're pressing and compressing on a chest and you feel the ribs separate and then break. When you hear the sounds in the back of the throat, when you see the chest going up and down, when the defibrillator 
shocks and the whole body shakes. I probably didn't sleep well for a year. And I'd answered the question, would I run? If I was called, would I run towards the fire? And I did. And I had that opportunity multiple times since that point. Now, some of you out there are true heroes. Some of you have put yourself in a situation where it's your job to run. It's your job to go towards the challenge. Maybe you're a fighter fighter, a police officer. Maybe you're in the military and you've chosen that. Now, for someone like me, I just wanted to work out and eventually that turned into a job that turned into working for a large fitness organization that then put me in a situation where I had to make the choice. Would I run and would I lay it all on the line? And then fast forward a few years. I had done this particular job for quite some time and I was moving into a role with our corporate office. And it was no longer my quote unquote job to be the first one on the scene or to take over and guide and direct. And I, something hit me one day as I was thinking, have I evolved enough to where it doesn't matter where I am and what I'm doing? Have I become a more evolved human to where when the call comes, I'll still run instinctively? And so I was out of the role. I'd moved on to a corporate role. I was traveling a lot. And one day when I was in a club, a code 100 was called. And instinctually, I ran. Now, as I mentioned, we've had several of these instances. The very brave men and women were with me side by side as we did everything we could to save lives. And sometimes lives were saved and sometimes they weren't. And the bookend of my career was the first one passed away and so did the last. But both answered the same question. When I had to lay it on the line, would I, would I run towards the fire? Would I do what was necessary when called upon? You see, I believe evolved men lay it on the line. They don't care what other people think. They run. Something's difficult in life, they lean in uncomfortable conversation. They make a phone call. They set up a meeting. They talk in person. They're not sure how they feel and they're struggling with emotion. They open up. They have difficulty with a kid, with a spouse, at the job. They lay it on the line and they run towards the fire, whatever it is. You see, evolved men they don't cower in the face of challenge. Courage, as I'm sure you know, is not the absence of fear, but it is choice to run towards the fire in spite of our fear. Courage means that when you wake up and you know you have to go give that presentation, that you do everything possible to prepare for it because courage means that you take action. Courage means that you dress up. Courage means that you get ready to go. Courage means that when you show up, you prep well prior to and you speak with your best 
presentation, your best voice, visual and verbal, so that you live what you teach. How you do anything is how you'll do everything. Courage is caring. Courage is being determined. Courage is saying, I have 10 non-negotiables as an evolved man. I care about how I look. I don't use age as an excuse. I passionately pursue my purpose. I compete and I drive hard. I pause and reflect daily. I have a daily practice of meditation and breath work. I prioritize strength training. I develop ongoing emotional bandwidth. I have a habit of taking extreme accountability and ownership, and I lay it on the line. Becoming an evolved man is not for the weak of heart. It's not something that you just fall into. I can tell you it takes years. It takes effort. It takes work. It's determination. It's when you wake up in the morning and you feel like shit and you don't want to get going. It's when you feel like all the doubts in the world and you wonder if you're ever making a difference and you just say to yourself, what the fuck am I doing right now? And you keep going forward. And you live based on principle. And you contribute and you serve and you take care of yourself and others. Because the evolved man knows that on the other side of challenge is triumph. Win or lose, on the other side of challenge is triumph. Evolved men live these 10 things. Evolved men don't negotiate when it comes to these 10 things. Evolved men also don't resonate with people who are not evolved men. And on that note, folks, it is time for us to wrap up another episode of the Evolved Podcast. I want to thank you, our amazing listeners, for joining us for another episode of the Evolved Podcast. I am Steve Cutler reminding you that it takes time and consistency to evolve, but first, you have to disrupt. Now it's time for you to get out there and evolve. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Evolve Podcast. Follow us on your favorite podcast app, and if you haven't done so, please give us a rating. As an independent podcast, it really helps us get more reach. This podcast is part of our mission to help millions of people evolve into the best versions of themselves. Please check out our coaching services at evolve-cast.com or pick up some of our Evolve merch. Until next time, keep evolving.